Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to talk about a new thing I'm doing. Over the years, many of you have reached out to me telling me how much you love the podcast, but also wish there were more personalized takeaways and more in-depth interactions with our guests to hear what they think about comedy. This is why I'm now launching my new digital academy, Blueprint for Success. With exclusive interviews and comedy philosophies of stars and industry veterans, personalized versions of the Industry Standard podcast, commercial-free, and one-on-one coaching time with me. Blueprint for Success will give you the powerful tools that will take you up the elevator beyond the competition and reach the highest possible levels to achieve your dreams. Whether it be stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, hosting, radio podcasting, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or an agent. Now I'm here to help, personally. We'll go on an express train of comedy and entertainment like nobody else has before. You can find out more about Blueprint for Success and the comedy business on my website at barrycats.com. Together, we'll take your career where you want it to go. To my young friends, 20, 21, and 19, 25, 28, this is your time. Don't screw it up. Come early, stay late. It's a seven-day deal, not a five-day deal. If you're willing, and I mean really willing, you're going to have an exciting and dynamic life, both personally and professionally. Maybe a bit tired, but that's okay. You'll be fine. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. Very excited about the episode today, part two, with public relations extraordinaire Michael Levine. And I know you're going to love this just as much as you did the first one. And he's got a lot to say, a lot of tips, a lot of philosophies about the business and about life that I think are very useful and helpful to anyone who listens. And if you need to get a hold of me, you can do so at Barry Katz at Twitter or Instagram, or you can go to barrycats.com, and I will be glad to get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And if I haven't said it too many thousands of times, I just want to thank all of you so much for your support. I will never stop thanking you. Without you, the show is nothing and will never be anything or could never be anything. And it's all about just trying to be the best representation that you can in whatever business you're in. And hopefully, if you do that and the people notice, you'll create a problem. You'll create a car accident, as I like to say, on the highway. And then what happens is instead of people just driving by and not paying attention, they slow down and look. And then they call up their friends and talk about the accident. Maybe not the best example in terms of positivity comparing what we do in the world to a car accident, 
but I guess we'll just pretend the person in the accident went unscathed. Anyway, I'm very excited about this episode today with Michael Levine. And when I think of Michael, I think of a guy who went through a lot of adversity. A guy who was born with dyslexia. There wasn't the technology or the educational system to be able to figure out what that really meant. And he fought through it and realized his potential. And not only did he become a very well-educated man, but he's the only person without a college degree to lecture at both Harvard and Oxford University. And then went on to be a guy that represented some of the most unbelievable and iconic celebrities you can ever imagine. From comedy stars like George Carlin, Joan Rivers, Sam Kinison, and Rodney Dangerfield, to musical artists like David Bowie, Barbara Streisand, Ozzy Osbourne, Prince and Michael Jackson, to actors and actresses like Michael J. Fox, Demi Moore, and Sandra Bullock, to the greatest Fortune 500 companies in the world like Pizza Hut, Sharp Electronics, and Nike, and from presidents like Ronald Reagan, George Bush, and Bill Clinton. The guy became a monster from zero with dyslexia to be one of the most well-respected publicists of his generation or any generation. How many do you know that have represented 58 Academy Award winners, 34 Grammy Award winners, and 43 New York Times bestsellers. The guy was able to work in all different genres, struggle with a disability, but then I went on to write 19 books. 19 books. Everybody listening, how many books have you written? How many books can you write? I'm sure you can, but how many have you written? Those of you who want to write a book, how many have been in your computer for 19 years, 19 months, or 19 days? 19 books, including the best-selling PR book of all time, Guerrilla PR. The point I'm trying to make here is this is a guy that went through a lot of adversity, started from nothing, believed in himself really, really believed in himself and had the confidence to be able to meet with these people, to have the persistence to get in the door and sit down with these major stars and let them know that he would add value to their career and he would change their lives. And that's exactly what he did. And if you can figure out a way to overcome whatever you're going through, to get in the rooms you need to get into, to convince the people in your profession that you're going to add value to them, to make them feel safe to write a check that's made out to your name or the name of your company, and to really push yourself in all different areas, not just one genre of your profession, but all areas, and maximize your brain power your intellect, and your earning potential. And if you can do that, I can guarantee you'll have the possibility of the kind of career 
that Michael Levine has. Here we go in three, two. This show will have laughter. I got everybody pregnant with Barry Katz and semen. I'm not comfortable with the tone this is taking. If you're undeniable, you will not be denied. If you want to be successful in show business, you get yourself a Jew white manager like Barry Katz. <laughs> Being a manager is just turning no's into yeses. Creating holy shit moments. Undeniable. You fucking firing me up, Katz. I love this man. Is there anything else I should know? You're on. What? Out of the air! Barry Katz. Back in the house. 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 Let's do this. Now, you're the first person who works in publicity that has ever done an interview with me and that I've ever interviewed. So I think it's valid to take at least one minute or two to tell our audience the mission statement of a publicist and why an artist should consider hiring a publicity firm for their career? Well, in the modern world that we're living, there is a, a, a truth that is empirical, like gravity. By the way, if you take keys in your hand, right, and you hold them in front of a friend of yours, and you tell, and your friend says, I don't believe in gravity, and you drop the keys to the floor, gravity doesn't give a fuck what you believe. Gravity works whether you believe it in it or not. Well, what I'm about to tell you is as true as gravity works. In modern, the modern world, for better or worse, there is an umbilical cord between credibility and visibility. You cannot, you cannot be credible in modern life without being visible, right? Now, that's different than your parents' America or your grandparents' America. But in today's America, in today's world, to be credible, you have to be visible, period. And so then the question becomes, how do you tell your story? in a way that is compelling and intriguing to the media, to your audience, to your potential audience. And that is the role, when well done, of a good publicist. It is to communicate your unique story in a way that uh, brings visibility first which transforms into credibility quickly tell our audience what your life was like 24 hours or a week before you decided i'm going to be a publicist and what was your inspiration to opening your first office and tell our audience what it was like and where it was and how you did it and sure. maybe who your first client you signed was. I was, I was disadvantaged in many ways that I mentioned to you. I came from a bad family. There was alcoholism in the family. If you know anyone who's ever been through that, it's no day at the beach. You basically learn to... Well, you, you, ra you raise yourself. Uh, but I, I did have... 
and and then the disadvantage of dyslexia. But I did have some advantages, and one of the advantages is I knew early on things that interested me or that I was passionate about. Now, a lot of people don't, and it's a burden, um, but I did. And the two things that interested me as a young person, I was interested or passionate about politics, and I was interested and passionate about the entertainment industry. And so I knew that, and therefore I had to make a decision when I left the house at 17. And I chose, when you, I guess when you're scared and skinny and dopey and you're 17, 18 years old and you think about whether you want to go to Washington or Hollywood, you come to conclude exactly what I did, which is Washington is just Hollywood for ugly folks. And I came out here. I came out where the pretty people were. Where'd you grow up? I was born in New York City. I was born two and a half miles north of Ground Zero. So, Barry, you're talking today to one of the very few Americans who is alive who watched the World Trade Center be built twice. Now, see, I saw it the first time <laughs> and the second time. So, I was born in New York. I came from a not good family. Um, and... I decided, I, I, out of necessity in certain ways, that I needed to, to self-create myself. And so I came out to Hollywood on September 16th, 1977, scared out of my mind. And um, through a friend of a friend of a friend, by the way, that's an important point, the power of proximity meet people, get out of your goddamn house, get off your goddamn phone. By the way, I tell young people, I'm going to say something I tell young people. I'm looking at two young people right now, and I tell young people. He's talking about my producer, Max, and my assistant, Aileen. As well. Aileen. Okay, so here's what I tell young people. Now, by the way, when I tell them I know for 100% certainty they're not going to do it, they're going to think I'm a jackass for saying it, Right. But I tell them anyway. So I'm going to tell you anyway. OK, you want your life to get better. Do you? You want your life to get more interesting. Do you? OK, I have a little clue for you. Ready? Reduce your texting by 95 percent. And guess what? Here's what I call that. A start. And I'm not joking. And I'm not joking. Get a life. Get a life that's intriguing and compelling, so intriguing and compelling that other intriguing and compelling people will want to be around you. How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, I don't know, but I got a good start for you. Put your motherfucking phone down. And... <laughs> I'm not kidding. Maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> and when you're at lunch or at dinner, Max is looking at you friend, and he's holding his phone. When hands. you're at lunch or at dinner with a friend, 
When we're at lunch or at dinner or at coffee, would you do me a favor, please? Don't put your fucking phone on the table. <laughs> put it in your pocket or your purse. I promise you, you'll be just fine. Because I want to be with you. I want to be present. I don't want the phone in front of us. You get it? Did you hear me? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, six degrees of separation. All right, six degrees of separation. I'm going to mention some names. Tell me what comes to your mind. Joan Rivers. Ragingly ambitious. Hardworking. If there were an eighth day in the week, she would have worked it. Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, unique. Uh, funnier than one would think. Barbara Streisand. A talent for the ages. A drive for perfection that is not fully understandable to mortals. A voice that is maybe unmatched ever. George Carlin. <laughs> Great talent. Tremendous work ethic. Unique unique for his time, courageous. I consider him representing George Carlin. These are all people I've represented. Uh, I consider representing George Carlin to be one of the great uh, opportunities or experiences of my life. David Bowie. One of the nicest megastars I've ever met in my life, humble, would come into the office, would go around to each room, each desk, to the assistant, to the janitor. Hello, my name is David Bowie, humble, uh, I, I, uh, really... Uh, one of the one of the nicest megastars I've ever met. Hair salon in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> well, I began my see Barry knows what that means and you have no idea. I began my career in a rented office on a desk the side you know, like a two by four desk above a hair salon in Sherman Oaks, California on Ventura and Van Nuys. I think it was called the Beehive Hair Salon. It's a pretty <laughs> cool name, isn't it? Beehive, right? Uh, and so that's where I began it. But I was only there six months uh, because greater opportunities called. David Brenner. Um, David Brenner is a was a comedian who was a big star for a period of time and uh, who passed away. But he was at one time considered maybe to be a heir to Johnny Carson. Uh, but for whatever reason, and it is interesting to ask these questions about the why, the why, the why, 
for whatever reason, he didn't have the staying power that certain icons do. Why is it? There is a category of person, it would seem to me, in the entertainment industry, in politics, maybe in life, called the almost. What is the almost? They almost were, they almost made it. They almost did, right? Let's think of an actor like Andy Garcia. It's a good actor, handsome guy. This is, was well known for time. He almost made it, but he wasn't Al Pacino. Isn't that interesting? He wasn't Al Pacino. And guess what? Al Pacino doesn't come around every week every month, every year, every decade, there's only one. A lot of good actors, but they're not Al Pacino. Right? Isn't that interesting? Presidents of the United States. Yes, sir. Ronald Reagan, George Bush, and Bill Clinton. Yes. I've given a, a non-paid media counsel to three U.S. presidents, both political parties. So that means I'm a hooker. Uh, and it happened, as Bob Dylan said, through a simple twist of fate, brought on by a simple twist of fate. But the twist of fate doesn't happen much when you're home playing computer games or you're home ordering from your um what is the new door doordash postmates you're a little too familiar with that young lady <laughs> uh it happens when you're out and you're in it and you're i used to go and barry maybe you did too i used to go I worked a whole day starting at nine in the morning till seven at night. And then I would go, I represented the Improvisation Comedy Club. I represented the Comedy Store. I represented the Laugh Factory. And I would go to one of these places every night after work. You represented all three of the major all comedy clubs in Los Angeles. Correct. All three simultaneously. Try that sometime. And there was another one called, see if you remember, Igby's? Yeah. Mm -hmm. remember Igby's, Igby's, of course. Okay, all right. So I would go to that, get out, and you don't know who you're going to meet, and you don't know who you're going to talk to. You might talk to a guy who's painting the ceiling of the improv. There's a guy painting the ceiling of the improv. The guy, he's painting it. And what? who is he? Well, he's a comedian, too. He's painting the ceiling for extra money. He's a comedian, too. Can I tell you his name? I think his name was Jay Leno. <laughs> I think his name was Jay Leno. But you don't do that if you're not out. So, anyway. Three U.S. presidents brought on by a simple twist of fate. And... Uh, 
you know, I never, when I was growing up, I never met anybody who'd ever been on the White House tour, no less ended up in the Oval Office. And, you know, you, when I, you're from New York City, you hear cab drivers say all the time, or you used to hear them say when they spoke English, you hear cab drivers say, ah, I'd tell the president of the United States what I thought. Really? No, you wouldn't. You'd be so scared out of your mind. You, you'd shit your pants. You, you wouldn't say anything. But anyway, it was a great, great experience. Politics, as I indicated, was a passion of mine. And uh, it's, uh, it's quite, it was quite, it's quite something. And it informs my point of view about the world today. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. If you made it this far and you haven't fallen asleep yet, then you must be the type of person who's serious about having a career in the comedy business. That's why I'm offering you my Blueprint for Success, a one-of-a-kind all-access pass into my knowledge and experience after over 40 years of working with the best of the best in this crazy entertainment industry. I'll tell you all the stories, all the philosophies, give you all the great special guests, and even give you one-on-one -on -one private consultations to help you expand, enhance, and skyrocket your comedy career. Just go to barrycats.com and click on Blueprint for Success to learn more about my groundbreaking digital academy that I've created just for you. With it, we can take your career so far that one day, instead of listening to this podcast, you'll be interviewed on it. Hey, everybody, and I wanted to thank some of the sponsors on the podcast, starting with AquaTrue. If you haven't bought this countertop water purification system, you have to do so. It's incredible. It turns tap water into your favorite bottled water instantly. It saves you thousands and thousands of dollars. It gets rid of all those plastic bottles that you have in your trash. Thousands and thousands of listeners have bought these. Everybody loves it. Not one complaint. It's incredible. I haven't bought a bottle of water in years since I got this, and you won't either. And if you go right now to industrystandardwater.com and type in the promo code Barry, you'll immediately get a $100 discount, a $100 discount, and start enjoying the best and most cost-effective water you've ever had. I guarantee it. Lastly, the air doctor. I don't know what the air inside your house is like, but the air inside my house, it feels heavy at times before I got this product. And now it got rid of all the bad air in my house, the dust, the pet hair, the pollen. It just gets rid of all the contaminants circulating through your home. And for me, when I got this product, it was amazing the difference that I found in the air in my house. And it's normally $600. And you can check Amazon right now and you'll see. But for all of you listening today, I can offer you $300 off. 
$300. Just go to airdoctorpro.com and type in the promo code Barry. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code Barry, and save $300 and get rid of all the bad toxins in your house and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. Rodney Dangerfield. All right. Great talent, odd person, paid me in cash. <laughs> now, there were only two clients that I represented. And I've represented thousands of clients, but, well, not, yeah, probably a thousand clients. There were only two clients I ever had who paid me in cash. One, Ozzy Osbourne. I don't think that surprises anybody. And two was Rodney Dangerfield. I would have to go to meet him once a month to get paid in cash. It's unusual, but he's great talent. Demi Moore. Demi Moore. First of all, I'm representing another artist at the time, a very beautiful woman uh, who was on a soap opera named Janine Turner. God, was she gorgeous. And she was on General Hospital. And she introduced me to her best friend. And her best friend was a 19-year-old actress. And uh, she also got a small role on General Hospital. Janine had a bigger role. And the young lady got a small role on General Hospital. And... I met her through Janine Turner, and that was Demi Moore. And I started representing Demi Moore when she was 19 years old. The most, uh, the thing I most remember about her in her early days was she had a voice that sounded a lot like Deborah Winger at the time. So that was kind of interesting. And uh, anyway, she's a great talent and a, and a, and a, a very nice woman. Sam Kennison. Hmm. What a, uh, again, unique, uh, here's a memory I have. I represented Sam Kinison and Andrew Dice Clay, and they both hated each other. And they both threatened to leave our PR firm if I, repre if I represented the other. Me? I just laughed, but we represented both. And Sam Kennison was a, an extraordinary, great talent who died way too young. Prince. Here's my story about Prince. I represented Prince, or company did, I should say. I should say Mitchell Schneider uh, was the head of our music department, and, and uh, our company represented Prince. And I realized... After about a year, that that was one of the artists I had never met. Kind of wacky thing. So I called up his agent at CAA, the head of the music department, Rob Light. He also, Rob Light represented Prince. We represented Prince. And I called Rob up one day and I said, Rob... Rob's a great man. Great guy. And I said, Rob, can I tell you something crazy? 
He said, sure, Michael. I said, we've represented Prince for 14 months, and I never met him. You know what he said to me? He said, you want to hear something more crazy? He said, I've represented him for 14 years. I never met him. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Last one, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is a, uh iconic talent. Um, I first met Michael Jackson in a very unusual way also. It was at a... Um, charity event on Halloween in Hollywood and it was a charity event hosted by the biggest movie star in the world at the time Jane Fonda and so Jane Fonda had a charity event on Halloween in Hollywood and I went to the event I was not representing Jane Fonda but it is at that event that I met Michael Jackson and I took a picture with Michael Jackson Jane Fonda and myself and then life got interesting later on his manager called me and asked me if I would help them uh, at that point I don't know if you remember this particular photograph of the hyperbaric chamber the Michael Jackson hyperbaric chamber anyway it began a long uh, relationship with Michael Jackson and um, one of the most extraordinary unusual gifted uh, talents of of not only of our time of any time it's your true. proudest moment in show business um, just uh, to have survived to have withstood uh, there's no one uh, particular moment that comes up in my mind except that the body of time and work um, has stood the test of time and then I feel like I've learned a few things I hope I've helped some people along the way your biggest disappointment in show business and how you used it to fuel yourself to the next level Again, you know, I, I'm not, I'm, I don't resist your question. I just don't have a meaningful answer to you. Um, have there been disappointments on any given day, week, or month? Of course there have. It's not possible. Um, I think that uh, watching people with great potential self-destruct is very very painful work it's to see people who have extraordinary gift god-given gift not use it and screw it up and fuck it up somehow through self-destruction is is very painful hey everybody let me remind you one more time about my new blueprint for success it's a project I've spent months and months working on just to help you jumpstart your comedy career and beat the competition. Whether you want to do stand-up, sketch, improv, acting, writing, producing, directing, radio, social media influencing, or even if you want a career behind the scenes as a manager or agent, Blueprint for Success will give you all the tools you need to take your career to the highest levels. With exclusive interviews, my top 50 commercial-free episodes from Industry Standard, 
one-on-one coaching with me and unprecedented access into my knowledge and experience from over 40 years in this crazy business. I guarantee you that with Blueprint for Success, you'll become the creator you've always dreamed of becoming. No one's asking me to do this. I want to do it because I want to help you become truly undeniable. So just go to barrycats.com, click on Blueprint for Success, and start your incredible journey today. I truly can't wait to work with you to help you change the trajectory of your comedy career forever. Last question. What advice do you have for the young person growing up in an alcoholic family or tough situations or just in an area where they didn't know how to get to the next level and to work through all the adversity and have the kind of career that you have? And I'll add an amendment to that that you can weave in your four-stage process to this. First, without hesitation, the advice is do anything and I mean anything pay any price bear any burden to somehow not think of yourself as a victim I tell audiences all the time when I speak in large groups if you want to be broke and exhausted the number one way I can get you to be broke and exhausted is have you think like a victim don't do it friends it's a bad deal the story doesn't end well whether you are or aren't a victim thinking like a victim is a bad play terrible play It's a poison, and think of the container it's in. You must believe that though you were given, maybe you were dealt, you know, we're all dealt cards, right? Some of us were dealt good cards, and we play them bad. Some of us were dealt bad cards, and we play them well. And some of us were dealt medium cards, and we play them medium. But how your life turns out in the end will largely be determined by your ability or inability to play your cards. Not complain about your cards, play them, right? If you get bad cards, now in my case, I got bad cards, didn't I, right? Who listening to this would wish that their child someday had dyslexia? Probably no one, right? unless you're a sadist. So how you got to learn how to play your cards. Now, it doesn't hurt if you want to learn how to play your cards. It doesn't hurt to find a good card player to watch and to study. Right? I'm interested all the time in the, in the poor, narrow education of an historical education of young people. So I'll meet a nice man or woman in the tech world. I'll say, what are you doing, uh, son? What are you doing, young lady? What, 
Oh, I'm in the tech world. Oh, great. Good for you. Yeah, I have an idea. I'm going to work on the, I'm going to really, I want to, I want to do something fascinating in tech. I'll say, oh, that's great. Good for you. Did you read Steve Jobs' autobiography? Uh, no, I, 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 I didn't. I, I heard about it. I didn't read it. Now, what the fuck are you doing that's more important than reading that? And by the way, I can find out what you think is more important very easily. All I have to know is your name and I'll go on your goddamn Facebook page or your Instagram and I'll tell you what you think is more important. Now, there we are. I have job interviews. Once a month we have an open house. Occasionally a young person will come into the interview without a pad or pen. I'll say, hello, did you bring a pad or pen? Oh, I forgot it. I said, did you forget your phone? Okay, four stages. This is one that's worked out well for me. Now, I want you to think about yourself and your friend, yourself and your friend. So, you want to do something interesting and exciting and you don't know how to get in the door. You want to do something interesting and exciting, and you don't know how to get in the door. So I say, well, I got a plan for you. Let's see if you like it. I doubt you will, but let's see if you like it. So first, I want you to get a, it's a four-step plan. Ready? First, step one, work for free. See? Very few people will turn you down if you're willing to work for free. Isn't that interesting? Now, at the first step, when you're working for free and your friends are working over at the Verizon store for minimum wage, who's winning the game? You or them? Well, they're winning. They get 12 an hour, you get zero an hour. So at that point in the story, who's winning? You or them? Well, they are. But you don't have to stay at step one very long. Because if you work hard, you show up early, come late, be grateful. See, I'll give you a, a way to be successful. If you, if you go to your first job on day one and you say, what are my hours? And they say nine to five. You come in at eight and leave at six. See, you're not going to be in that job long. You'll, you'll be promoted pretty quick. Because most people out the door at one minute after five. See? So... Stage one is you work for free. Stage two is you work below market. Below market means if they're working for 12 an hour, you work for six. See? Now, at that stage, stage two, they're still winning. You're still losing. Hmm? But don't worry. It won't take long. It won't take long. Then you go to stage three. They work for market. You work for market. That's called a tie. They're making 12, you're making 12. But not to worry, it won't take long, it won't take long. And then we go to stage four. They're making 12 an hour and you're making a fortune. See, it's a simple process, though not easy. And you gotta give a lot of effort, particularly in the beginning. You think about a rocket launch to the moon, right? Go back and look at on YouTube when we launched that rocket to the moon, 
lot of goddamn rocket fuel goes into that launch, right? About 80% of that fuel's in that launch. So, to my young friends, 20, 21, and 19, 30, 25, 28, uh, this is your time. Don't screw it up. Come early, stay late. And it's a, it's a seven-day deal, not a five-day deal. Uh, and if, you, if you're willing, and I mean really willing, you're going to be, you, you're going to have, you're going to have an exciting and dynamic life, both personally and professionally. Maybe a bit tired, but that's okay. You'll be fine. Michael Levine, this has been extraordinary. Thank you so much for taking so much time. Well, I'm honored to be with you, Barry. You're a good man, and I thank you for the chance, and I've enjoyed knowing you all these years. You're a very unique man, and, and you're, now you, you know, you're giving this world a great gift with these um, podcasts because there's an opportunity in them to really self-educate, not only about work, but about life. So uh, I think it's a great gift. Good for you. Well, you just gave our audience a great gift. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Okay, I'm going to scroll through the list of people who sent me a message, and one of these people will be a lucky winner, and they'll get to attend a podcast live with one of my guests, meet them, shake their hand, ask them a few questions, or else if they're out of town, out of state, or out of the country, we'll Skype them in or FaceTime them or anything like that so they can be there. Why not? So let me look here randomly and pick somebody. All right, landing on PGLBO, April 23rd, 2019. Heading reads, I love this podcast, five stars. And the comment reads, I really enjoyed the Jay Moore interview. I'm looking forward to part two. Thank you so much. All right, congratulations, PGLBO. You are a winner. And that wraps up part one of our podcast. I just wanted to thank my incredible partners, starting with AquaTrue, the revolutionary miniature countertop water purification system that works straight out of the box. Plug it in, fill it with tap water, and immediately turn your faucet into your favorite bottled water for pennies. You can get $100 off when you go to industrystandardwater.com and just type in the promo code BEAR and start enjoying the best water you've ever had and never buy another bottle of water again. And I Killed JFK, the groundbreaking film about the only living person who admitted to killing Kennedy. Go to IKillJFK.com, buy the film and the rare interviews with five of the last living experts, and I guarantee it'll change your mind about what happened that day. And the Air Doctor, the innovative portable air purification system which will change your overall quality of life. It instantly removes dust, pet hair, mold, pollen, flu viruses, and other contaminants circulating in your home. Normally $600, and if you don't believe me, check Amazon right now. But for a limited time, I can offer you 50% off. That's a $300 savings. Just go to airdoctorpro.com, type in the promo code Barry, and start breathing the cleanest and healthiest air in the world. And here's a preview of the next very special episode. 
Kelly Carlin. Whatever the easy option is about hiding or not taking the time to learn your own craft or learn your own way, you know, don't take the easy way out. Go learn a craft. Um, Find your own way through. Your unique expression will always be present in that. Um, You know, my, my, my foolishness was if... 10,000 people aren't applauding for me, then I'm worthless or the work is worthless. And that's not the way artists learn. Artists learn by getting up and failing. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. As always, this has been Industry Standard with me, Barry Katz. And if you like the show, tell all your friends. And if you don't like the show, tell all your friends. You get all the money, drive that fancy car. All the people love you, cause you're going for. Life is for the dreamers, they have all to gain. It's never quite over, till it all feels the same. Pick your own poison, dig your own grave down in the valley. A fortune. Thank you for listening to Industry Standard with Barry Katz. If you'd like more info on our schedule of new episodes or how to reach Barry through Twitter, Facebook, or email, go to barrykatz.com. Before you leave, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Leave a comment and rate it, even if you think it blows. Thank you for your support and have a great day.